Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Decades of Strength podcast, um, where us four beautiful ladies, Sam, Kim and Marcy, are this evening going to be talking about the hot topic of the moment, which is beach body ready like it is that time of year where every instagram post everything on social media every hit everything hitting your kind of email inbox is probably touting some form of quick fix or telling you it's time to get your uh, beach pants on and you know get your diet going and all the rest of it so today we just really want to kind of go over our view and our kind of have a conversation around the whole concept of what actually beach body ready is um so i kind of want to start i put a kind of poll thing out on my instagram story last week just asking what were what was everyone's kind of words that they associated with kind of the beach body ready and of course everything that kind of came up was you know toned skinny tanned um six pack um it was all kind of about the aesthetics and there was a few people that came back with more of what my viewpoint on what beach body ready would actually be these days but I kind of thought we would kick things off by asking you lovely ladies, kind of what is your kind of definition of beach body ready and the definition that you have now, has it always been that definition or has it kind of changed over the years? So opening up the floor to, let's go Sam first. Oh, goodness. Um, well, can we first take a step back and talk about the fact that you said beach pants? And- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just me. I'm like, beach pants? I was like, what the hell are beach pants? I couldn't remember what the word was. I don't even know where I was going with that whole sentence. Just to, just to give everyone some context, this is like my first ever like kind of leading the podcast conversation so I apologize now if it's a complete and utter shit show and it doesn't sound very (laughs) like and I'm coming out with things like beach pants I don't know what beach pants are that's not a British thing that's not a British thing Uh, no maybe I'll make it as a a (laughs) sideline I'm glad you told me I go around talking about their British people I know talking about their beach pants Like patient's pants or beach pants. I was writing that down as some new British slang I needed to know. (laughs) I'm like, where to find them? I'm already on some beach pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now that we've got that cleared up, um, I would say anywhere I can confidently wear my beach pants. (laughs) All about rocking the fucking beach pants. (laughs) Um So I think, so your question was uh, about beach body and what that means. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for when I first started, I, I would say, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, whenever, um, my beach body in my head was Kayla. It's seen as his body, uh-huh. uh, the Australian woman who runs that <clears throat> plyometric based program because her thing was called BBG, like beach bikini body. Bikini body ready. Yeah. Bikini yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> for anyone that doesn't know who that is, go right now, go on to Google, Google her. Um, and you'll see that she is a super tan, super tiny, very, very, very skinny woman who she has some muscle short, but very lean and really small. Um, and so for me, that was what I thought should like, was the most attractive thing. Like, okay, let's see how small I can get. Um, how can I take up less space? Like I just wanted to be as small as possible. Um, and so that was pretty much the goal I was chasing for like five years. Now, um, there's a lot of interim in how my mindset shifts, but I'll just, I'll spare you that for now. And now it's more about, I think the biggest thing is being able to be in a bikini and not realize I'm in one. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, I don't think about the fact that when I bend over to like pick something up off the ground, like. I, I'm clumsy. Like when I drop stuff on the floor, I'm not like, oh my God, is my fat hanging over my bathing suit? Mm-hmm. Because most likely it is because I have body fat and, but I don't care. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I know, I know who I am. My body is my body and it's, it's all good. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, can I bend over and not think about the fact that I'm in a bikini? If that's, if that's <laughs> good, then I'm good. <laughs> oh my god i love that so so much so good so it's the bend and snap or the bend and i'm taking us back to legally blonde <laughs> so good kim so when i think about being bikini ready i have a picture in my mind and i was probably about 20 the last time i the first and only time i had a bikini before this year I um, went, it wasn't a beach because it was in Arizona, but it was a bikini season. I went to um, spend two weeks with a college roommate and I had bought a bikini for the first time ever. And I remember being super like self-conscious because I was like totally needed to lose weight, which looking back on it is completely ridiculous. I was very slim, but I permanently had this feeling like I need to lose five pounds. I need to lose five pounds. And so I remember being really, really awkward in this bikini. And I never wore one again, I ever, until this January, February. That's a really long time, like to not feel like you could wear a bikini. And I would buy the swimsuits with like the skirts. Um, and when I was really heavy, I would buy the kind that were like down to my knees, those kind of skirts. Yeah. Um, and the long tops. So like, pretty much as much clothing as I could still have on me. A wetsuit. Exactly. Like I wanted as much covered as possible for most of the time. And then, you know, as I started to lose weight, I kind of eased up on that a bit, but always had to have a bikini skirt because I did not want anybody seeing my thighs. Like had to have it covered. Mm -hmm. And it's only been in the last few years that I was even willing to get a bottom that did not involve a skirt. Um, gosh, I'd say it was in like the past four years. And then this year was the first time I actually got a bikini like that showed some of my like abdomen area because I just was like, this is ridiculous. I'm, I can do this. Like I had to like go shopping for one and like, it was actually kind of a big deal for me. Yeah. You know, and now I, I feel like I can be out there confident. So for me being ready, and I don't even know what it is. I think it's just like, I'm at a point where I care I care less about what other people think. And first of all, so many people are out there wearing bathing suits that I don't care what they look like, right? Like I'm not out there judging them like, whoa, you should take that off lady, right? And so I realized I'm like, nobody's looking at me thinking about that either. But I get that feeling that like you want to look, like we all want to look good naked, right? And being in a bikini outside is pretty much as close as most people get to seeing us naked. So I get the idea that we want to look good. Um, I think it's more about how you feel than how you actually look. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. Preach, 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 preach. I'm going that girl on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Marcy. Yes. So I am going to go a little bit different of a direction and I'm not talk about it. just bikinis, but bathing suits in general. 
because I think I shared this, actually, I know I shared this on the first episode where we all talked about what got us into fitness in the first place. And I remember saying that I was 12 years old. So 23 long years ago at this point and being so ashamed and lacking so much confidence because of how my body looked that I did not want to go on our annual family vacation, which was my favorite vacation that we went on and it was to a lake and it was just like one year I realized oh my gosh I don't like how I look my thighs are huge my butt is huge and I did not want to have to get in a bathing suit and it was never my abdomen like a lot of people I think when they think bikini they're like oh I'm worried about my abs I don't have a six-pack my stomach isn't flat that has never been my trouble spot it's always been my lower body. So no matter how lean I've gotten, I've always had cellulite on my thighs and this weird, like, I don't even know what you would call it. Like that banana roll, I guess people refer to it as, which is this like area of fat that sits between your butt and your hamstring. <gasps> I have and never heard it. I've never heard it called that before. I, have Wait, what is this thing? I know exactly what you mean. And it, like, I, I've always been, like, to the, I will be honest, to this day, I'm self-conscious of it. And no matter, yeah, how lean I get, it never goes away. So for me, that was always and still is my trouble spot. And that's what I tried to, you know, burn off by doing the aerobics videos and all of that. And never did I manage to get rid of it. So from a really young age, just being in a bathing suit in general was a huge sense of insecurity for me. And I remember going to the lake and having to be in the bathing suit. And like Kim said, you know, like wearing a shirt over it or wearing the ones that had the skirts and just still never feeling good. Um, and then once I finally started to lose weight and lean out, I do remember going back to that family vacation to the lake and being able to be in a bikini, like an actual bikini this time, and feeling a little bit more confident, but still, still being insecure about my lower body. So, and I've never really liked being in a bathing suit for whatever reason. I just, I find them uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't love being in the water. I have not worn a bathing suit. I can tell you the exact date because it was my honeymoon um, and I am no longer married for everybody listening. So it would have been October of 2012 is the last time I was in a bikini. And let me say, I looked damn good in that bikini because I was lean and I was tan and I was super confident and I still have the pictures on my phone to prove it. <laughs> it's on my Instagram somewhere. It's like super blurry, but if you really care, you can go back and see the picture of the last time I was in a bathing suit. Um, so that's the last I, time you were in a bathing suit period? Well, the last time I was in a bathing suit maybe was like in February <laughs> because I went down south and I stayed with a friend of mine. Her parents had a hot tub, but yeah, like I, I just don't really, I don't go to the beach. I don't really go to lakes anymore. And my boyfriend and I, that's just not something that we do together is, you know, swim or go near water. So I've just never really had a reason to wear one, I guess, in all that time. So, so yeah, I mean, I will say though, I still don't love being in bathing suits. <laughs> and if I did have to get in one now, and if I was to say, you know, what would my idea of bathing suit ready be, I would definitely echo what Kim said that it's all a, a state of mind. So when it comes to confidence, you know, I don't think that confidence really is about how you look. It's more like a mindset, an energy, a way of being. And so if you can just rock the bathing suit, no matter what your, you know, perceived flaws that you think society believes or that you yourself believe you have, um, you know, those won't really matter as much if you can just act confident while you are wearing it. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have to look a certain way, but if you're walking around your bathing suit, you know, with the towel wrapped around your waist, mm -hmm. 
or the shirt on or your shoulders like yeah. forward you're gonna draw way more attention to yourself and you have like fucking cellulite you know mm-hmm. and like excuse the language but um like you said kim so many people are more worried about themselves and what they look like than they are worried about your perceived flaws so just rock it own it enjoy yourself because life is too short to worry about what other people care or what other people think yeah and nobody is as you say nobody is looking at you as much as you think it's only because you're focusing in on your own insecurities and the things that you don't like about yourself that kind of make things um feel like you are the center of attention even though you're not isn't it kind of funny how i don't know whether we've all said it but definitely marcy and kim because my thing was also my thighs like i wanted a thigh gap like Mm -hmm. desperately i wanted like and also i wanted brown i wanted tan skin and like i'm i've never been so i had like to me, in my mind, I was walking around with like my lower body was basically one leg stuck together, like so white and like just covered in cellulite. And it was just like, I don't know, I felt like I should have a wheel on my foot and just be like wheeling down the beach. Not even like <laughs> <laughs> a wheel on your foot. <laughs> and that's hilarious. That's what the beach pants are for. for the beach pants. Yeah. Beach pants. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that about the, what was it called? Banana? Banana roll. Banana roll. Banana roll. Yeah. I've never heard it called that, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have that, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but <laughs> I, I have had cellulite since I was like 80 pounds in eighth grade. Yeah, mom. And, and I wasn't even overweight at all. Like I have this one specific patch on my leg and if I turn a certain angle and the light catches it, yeah. it looks like someone punched me in the leg, <laughs> like really hard. Oh. And it just stuck. And <laughs> I, like, since I was in like eighth grade, I was so conscious of that. Yeah. And then it, I, I was like, oh my gosh, like my legs, like my genetics, like I didn't want to show my legs at all. Yeah. It was like, knowing that I had this flaw that was so obvious like it was it was just low enough so like you'll see it if I wear shorts even long shorts you still see it on my leg um and then pair that with like the amount of I think like growing up like I was just permanently bloated from like eating way too much dairy and just saying like screw it and so it was like I never had a flat stomach maybe because I was had I definitely had body fat but like I was always feeling like pregnant like I always felt pregnant and like I had cellulite at the age of eighth grade ninth grade and that's still like I still experienced that actually like I was in a bathing suit at my parents house and this is my parents and like my cousins on Sunday and that was the first thing I thought of like huh I still have this like patch of this dent in my leg like what is this in in, in my head I'm like why won't this thing go away But then I was kind of looking in the mirror and I think this is probably where my head's at now in terms of like how it feels is thinking about all the things that my legs do for me, Mm -hmm. how, how strong I am. Um, and that like, I have a lot of great features and just because I have this weird alien looking dent thing in my leg, doesn't mean like my legs aren't great. You know, like that doesn't mean that I'm not like bikini ready or anything like that so like shifting away from the things that you perceive as your quote-unquote flaws because that's not doing you anything good no what do you what do you like about yourself like what are your best features yeah whenever I get down on myself I feel like that's what I think about I'm like oh well I have nice hamstrings and I have a nice butt or like I have a nice whatever whatever the things are and that helps me like get out of that funk instead of thinking about my alien leg so yeah (laughs) That's it. And I think that's like great advice for anyone out there who does find themselves kind of just tending to focus in on all of their flaws is spend some time actually really thinking about what your body does for you because it is freaking incredible. And look in in the mirror and kind of, you know, look at your eyes and be like really grateful that they're there and they're helping you see the world. And, you know, as Sam said, your legs like they help you walk and, you know, 
go about your daily business. Like there's so much that your body does for you. And guaranteed, if you really look at yourself, there will always be something that you actually quite like about yourself. And the more that you focus in on those, the more you can start to kind of move away from this like, well, I have cellulite and that is just defining me. And like my life is, my life is defined by the fact that I have mm-hmm. cellulite because we're all so, so much more than, than that. Um, so like, would you say that kind of your old perceptions and kind of the way that you kind of, you know, we all said that we used to cover up and, you know, kind of hide away a bit. Do you think that it negatively impacted you over the years with kind of the stuff that maybe you didn't go and experience with family or like things that you maybe missed out on, I don't know, beach parties or that kind of stuff or stuff that you went to and didn't really let go and fully enjoy yourself because you were too worried about like what was, what people were, you know, how people were viewing your body. You're nodding. Yeah, 100%. Like, I know, and you know, sometimes I wouldn't say it necessarily kept me away physically from places because, you know, I had kids and we were going to pool parties. I just, the way we've just always set up our lives, we, we go down the shore a lot. Um, I have friends with pools. My kids have always been like water babies. They like that stuff. And so we were there. Um, but even though I was there, I, I was kind of like disconnected. I couldn't really enjoy the moment because I was so wrapped up in how I looked and what people were seeing and how do I cover this up and what are they thinking? And maybe even though I'm burning friggin' hot, maybe I'll just keep my clothes on and not take my suit off and get in because I don't need these people to see me, right? And so my thoughts were really somewhere else and not in the moment enjoying what was happening. Yeah. And I wouldn't take pictures. Like if I was in a bathing suit, I tried so hard not to be in pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes it would happen and I would freak out in my mind and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm documenting this. You know, it was really hard for me um, to be in pictures, even like you know, having fun with my kids. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I got to get out. Like, I'll take the picture. Like, I'll hide behind this tree. You know what I'm saying? So it's really hard to be present in the moment and enjoying time with your loved ones when you're so wrapped up in my body. How does my body look? Yeah. And what kind of point do you think, like, do you have pictures and stuff taken now with your kids? Like, are you you more comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it's not something, it's something I I can easily do now. Not clearly, I'm not obese anymore. So some people might be like, well, there you go. But, you know, I still have plenty of flaws. I, you know, it might be, I don't know if you ladies would be up for this. So maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. It it, it might be kind of cool. Like when we release this podcast, we could do pictures of ourselves and put a post out, like showing our flaws because I have a crap ton of cellulite on my legs, ladies. I do. It is just how I was born. I also have varicose veins. Like I've had surgery on my legs for varicose veins because they were so painful. So they're better now, but they're still there. And, um, they just are, as I've gotten leaner and gained muscle, it all looks firmer toned better, but I got so much cellulite there, but I can do it now because one of the things is I thought that it was me. Like I didn't realize that most people had this. I was stunned when I realized like most women had this because I wasn't looking at other people. I was looking at me. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, So anyway, I just think it's good for people to realize it's most women. Like most of us have some cellulite. Many of us have varicose veins and there's, you know, it is what it is. It is. So Kim, I have a question for you. Since you are the only one of us ladies who has children and a daughter, like a teenage daughter at this point, mm-hmm. yeah. how do you navigate that conversation with her? Does she have any insecurities that she has expressed to you or that you have seen? Absolutely. Um, I purposely talk about this stuff with her. Um, because I don't want her to have the same experience I did, which I'm sure means I'm screwing her up in some other way. That's how parenthood works. <laughs> you consciously try to not screw your kids up. So I'm sure I'm doing something wrong somehow, but I'm, I'm actively trying to have this conversation with her. Her and her best friend, who I'm also very close with, actually went bikini shopping with me this year because they all need a bathing suit. So we were there together. And so I would put them on and come out and I would not talk about my cellulite. I would talk about what do you think about this suit? Like, do you like this pattern? Even if I really hated the way I looked in it, 
like I purposely focus on, and I would stand out there like in the three-way mirror with them there, like flexing and being like, look at my bicep, you know, cause I want them. I love it. I want them to see me in a bathing suit feeling like this is awesome. And I also talk to her about like the fact that if the suit didn't look good on me, I'd be like, I do not like this suit. Like they yeah. didn't cut this right. This yeah. suit is just not well-made for my body. Yeah. Like it's the clothes fault. It's not that. me. Like that yeah. was not yeah. made for me love, love, rather love. than, than I'm the flaw. I also, I've talked to her about cellulite. I've actively shown her posts about cellulite, like, because she's growing up in an era very different than ours. Like when I was younger, like I would see models on magazines, like she's seeing real life people that she knows, you know, using filters to get rid of what's on their body. So she's growing up in a time where people she knows are changing their bodies. Right. Yeah. So I want her to see like, this is how bodies, this is how bodies look. And your body's going to look like this. I mean, my daughter has a body very much like mine. She can be super muscular if she wants. She doesn't have to be. I try, of course, encourage that. But she has some cellulite already at 13. And I don't want her to grow up hating it. So I kind of talk about it like, this is the, we have elbows, we have cellulite. You know, I love that. We have elbows and we have cellulite. That's exactly how it should be because that's freaking natural. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. People just don't realize it because it's been demonized by freaking magazines and the fitness industry and people trying to sell you crappy supplements that do not Absolutely. suck your cellulite out and all the rest of it. <laughs> None of it works. You said something really powerful in your, your conversation about the dressing room um, where you said the bathing suit doesn't fit me right. I'm not the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is so, so like, so important for everyone listening. Like, because it could be, it doesn't have to be a bathing suit. It could be any clothing, anything you put on your body. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't fucking buy it. Amen don't to that. Try to fit into a size or a style or whatever that you don't feel good in. Yeah. And that's something I did for a long time. Like I wanted to have an hourglass figure so bad. I do not, for anyone listening, if you have not seen my body, go on my Instagram. I am a square. I'm literally like... <laughs> I have no hips. It goes straight down. I'm not an hourglass, but I wanted it so bad. And so I would like try to wear these clothes or bathing suits that accentuated my non-existent hips. And it made me feel like shit. Like it focused, it put attention on all the things I didn't have rather than celebrating the fact that I have, my body type is athletic. Like it's, it's a, it's a box and that's okay. Like I'm starting to really like appreciate it now and, and buy clothes for my body type. Mm, like, yeah. oh, mm. I, I know I look good in high necks tops. That really works for me. I have no waist um, and I have nice shoulders. So I'm going to wear high neck tops, skinny, like spaghetti strap tops look like shit on me. So I don't buy them. Yeah. And it's like, figure out what makes you feel good. Because if you go out into the world in clothes that you're like, I feel hot as fuck, you know, you're going to attract that type of confidence to you rather than like radiating out this like, oh my God, like I'm crawling in my own skin, putting on these tops that don't fit right or these bathing suits that don't fit right. Walking down the street, pulling your dress down because it doesn't fit you properly. Yeah. So ladies, I wanted to tell you where I got that from. So I hired a coach last fall to help coach me on how to talk to my daughter about her body. Oh my God, I love Um, that. Because I was really worried about it because she knows what I do. I am in the fitness space. I help people lose weight. And in my mind, there's nothing friggin' wrong with that. I know a lot of people these days are like, you know, everybody should just be how they are. But if people want to lose weight, I have no problem helping them. But I don't want her to grow up thinking she has to lose weight. She doesn't want to lose weight or that it's a must. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really wanted to figure out how can I navigate this. And I reached out to a woman. Her name is Dana Sukow, S-U-C-H-O-W. And I, at first, she wasn't sure that she would work with me. She kind of is somebody who doesn't believe in like making people, not making, helping people diet. And I told her, I'm like, I know you might not like this, but I think it'd be interesting for us to work together. And so I did. I hired her and we, we did um, like four different coaching sessions. And she's Amazing. the one who shared shared that idea with me that, you know, talk about, you know, it's, it's the clothes fault. If they don't look good on you, it's not your body. Those clothes are not for you. I love that. Yeah. I I mean, that's applicable to all of us too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a real big shift in my mind. Yeah. I love that. Miss Marcy. Um, what am I supposed to, what are you asking me? (laughs) (laughs) 
how do you feel like what things do you think that you um missed out on oh, or didn't put yourself forward to? god it's lucky like, I, it's lucky i remember then else that could have been like we'd have been singing and dancing are we <laughs> We just did the mambo number five over here. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, I, I echoing what Kim said, but she's said it so eloquently. Definitely more. I mean, yes, I have purposely said no to invitations where I knew I was going to have to be in a bathing suit. So absolutely did that. I mean, I will say even as recent as maybe when would that have been last summer so when I was going to that powerlifting gym and I had put on 15 pounds my coach at the time and a woman who was another one of the clients there and well that woman she was the property manager for this huge estate and they had this beautiful house on these like amazing grounds and there was a pool and we used to have barbecues over there and everybody would swim and they're like, Oh, Marcy, like bring your suit. And I, I didn't want to get in my bathing suit because one, I had gained weight and two, my coach was, he was always the type to pick on people. And like he, he used to pick on me. He's the one who made me gain 15 pounds. Right. It was like, I won't coach you unless you put on this weight. Cause I went to that gym weighing like, I don't know, 102, 105 on a good day. Um, so he's the one who made me put on this weight really fast. And I was super uncomfortable. And I guess I had a fear that because he has no filter and likes to give people a hard time that he would see some flaw in me mm-hmm. and not, and call it out. And then basically, you know, I would feel about it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm not, I'm completely over my insecurities and yeah. what people think about me. Like, I'm not, I still, I still have them. Cause like you said, Sarah, I am pasty white. <laughs> I remember <laughs> in college, in college, my boyfriend at the time, and I had like major eating disorder. So I maybe weighed 95 pounds and I was very pale. I went to school in Oregon and I, we went to look at cars and the car salesman looks at me up and down. And he goes, what are you? A nickel and transparent basically means like, you don't weigh very much and you're really white. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. What? I know. And I'm like, what's wrong with people? We didn't try to sell a car, buddy. Like, we're <laughs> yeah, <that's>, you're not <laughs> yeah. getting my money. Um, and so I, I've always been very self-conscious about the paleness of my skin, yeah. my body, all of that. And so... Yeah. And sometimes like it doesn't feel good to have people make comments about that. And I was kind of like already in a bad place because I wasn't feeling good about my body at the time. Um, cause that's not a size that I wanted to be or felt comfortable with, you know, and it's like, not that I didn't love myself for who I am, but I'm finally at a place now where I'm healthy enough to like go into a fat loss phase. And I'm trying to, because I prefer myself a little bit leaner, right? So anyway, that was like a very long-winded answer. Um, no, so that's good. Thing, but like one thing, definitely, you know, saying no to invitations or not exposing myself to situations where I have to be in a bathing suit, even if I like at that that place that I was talking about, like really wanted to jump off the high dive and you know go swimming. Um, and then what Kim alluded to, basically being so in my head about how I looked and worrying about what other people were thinking. Because this was a long time ago, right? You know, more specifically in, I would say, elementary school through probably high school is when I was really insecure about it. And I really did believe that everybody was looking at me and judging me. So just constantly being in my head and not being present or enjoying the moment because I was wondering, oh gosh, what are people thinking? It's so crazy. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if we could all go back and be like flies on the walls to view ourselves and kind of what we were doing at the time and to be able to just go in and go, Hey, do you know what? This is all going to be okay. Like just enjoy, enjoy the moment. Like give ourselves a little pat on the head or something. It's crazy. (laughs) Sam, 
you? What do you feel you missed um, out on, lady? <laughs> I think, um, you know, I was kind of thinking back to a time where I felt just not good about myself. And I think that was honestly a lot of my teenage years and even early 20s. Um, but the biggest thing that stands out for me is my sister and I's relationship. Okay. Um, so I have a younger sister for, I think you guys all know that, but for everyone listening, younger sister, um, she's six years younger than me. And so she was a really, really good gymnast um, growing up and I played sports, but she just was like super fit, um, super fit, super tan, super blonde. Um, and it was like all of these things that I wasn't, I was so white. I burned like a lobster. I was not that good at anything. Like I was mediocre at things. And so there was a lot of comparison between the two of us. And I don't think that she meant it to hurt me, but it was always like a competition between us. Um, so she's like, oh, Sam, like you're so white or like, oh my God, like, and, and it made me so self-conscious to the point where I didn't even want to be like not fully clothed at home, which is like the one place where you should feel like, um, and you know, I love her to death and I think we're probably past that point in our relationship, but I do remember just always coming home and like dreading, dreading the summer, even though I love the summer, like dreading it because I didn't want to have to put a bathing suit on and stand next to her because I was the older, fatter sister. I didn't, and like whiter and, and like my skin has changed a little over the course of the past 10 years or so. But man, when I tell you I burned, like I, I wanted so badly to tan that I would purposely not wear sunscreen just so I could get a base tan (laughs) aka I would get like third degree burns and like sun poisoning and my mom would be like you're gonna get cancer and I'd be like I don't care I want to get tan and you know she let me do what I had to do to prove to myself that I was like good enough but I think that for me stands out as like one of the most memorable times is just growing up not like always comparing myself to someone else Mm -hmm. um and because our age difference, like she's six years younger. So she, she was like very just, you know, she didn't know, like she, she had no idea what her words meant. But at the time I just remember being like, well, if I can be tan and have a six pack and be blonde, then people will like me and I'll finally feel good about myself. And so I did everything in my power. I put sun in and lemon juice in my hair. I like, oh my God, I did that. And vodka. I like made my own. Did, did it turn orange? Yes. yes. It orange looked- sun. I spent a lot of summers in the 80s with oh. orange hair because of that. Dude, what was I thinking? Good look. Mom, mom, why didn't you tell me I looked like shit? Oh my God, as if we were ever going to listen to our parents. I know. I, I, know. I actually, um, so I was like just keeping on the pale skin theme. I remember thinking to myself, right, I've got this pale skin. It's awful. I hate it. So I decided I was going to like fake tan, like did all the baby oil on the legs and all the rest of it. And then I was like, okay, I wasn't, for some reason, I wasn't really bothered. Again, coming back to the lower body thing, I wasn't really bothered about the rest of me. It was just my legs that I was like fixated about. So I went, I went and bought like, <laughs> like fake tan of like the 1990s. So it was not good. We're not talking Sancho mm-hmm. here. We're talking like cheap. Like, cheap tangerine I basically (laughs) I basically proceeded to only fake tan my legs oh my god (laughs) so you were two different colors you have a photo I'm gonna see if I can find one but I remember I remember distinctly like being really pleased with myself and like walking out of the house to go to the park and there was like this upper half of me like completely white and then the lower half of me the legs were like I mean I can't even tell you like tangerine orange and I remember just thinking to myself wow people are looking looking at my nice brown legs right now 
It's like some weird version of, we call that a farmer's tan in the States when you yes. like have part of like your arms, but that's some like weird alternate yeah. universe where the farmer would yeah. only have his legs in the sun. That's why, <laughs> that's why I needed beach pants. Sarah knows <laughs> your beach pants. Exactly. That's oh my God. So I don't know what you ladies think about tanning, but for me, it's like makeup. I like to get tan. So I go to the mall and I get a spray tan. Um, not just when I'm going to wear a bathing suit, but I do it all the time. All the time. Because I like it. Yeah. I like the way I look for me. It's just like, you know, and some people might judge me and be like, you're just fakey faker. But I always tell people like, this is a spray tan and these are hair, and these are hair extensions. Yeah. So yeah. whatever you all like, but I like it. And so I do it. Like, and that's all that, that's all that matters. Like, I for me, it's like putting lipstick on. I like it. Well, the like full it. body lipstick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, so like, if we're thinking about you know, how kind of my Instagram poll and probably a lot of discussions that we all get into with clients and to, you know, people in the outside world and the whole pressure of the beach body ready being this certain look in this day and age. Like, what do you think are some of the biggest things it drives people to do? Like to try and like, obviously we've just discussed, you know, dying bits of your body and you know laying out in the sun and doing all kinds of things but like what are the things that you think are the most common things that people will try and do for themselves at this time of year to try and achieve this look in a kind of frenzied panic almost fresh diet mm-hmm. juice cleanse oh yeah yeah no carbs detox yeah, yeah freaking detoxes juice cleanses which, you know, the, the irony with all of that is, okay, you can sustain it for a week or two, right? Uh-huh. Crash diet, maybe a little bit longer if you really have, I hate this word, but willpower, uh, yeah. you know, juice, juice cleanses, all of that, those last about a week. And sure, you'll probably lose some weight. But what I think most people don't realize is you're losing your, excuse me, you're losing predominantly water weight. Mm-hmm. So are you going to see this major shift in how you actually look? Very doubtful. Mm. You know, like your stomach might be a little bit flatter because you've lost a little bit of bloat, but you're probably not losing body fat. If you are, especially if you are you know, not eating and not strength training, you're also probably losing some muscle mass. So I think mm-hmm. that those crash diets, the juice cleanses, whatever you are doing out of this sense of urgency to lose a few pounds is really going to make you look I, more like skinny fat than anything, you yeah, know? Agreed. So, and, and I just don't think people have that knowledge, which is why, you know, it's so important the work that we're doing to talk about how to lose fat in a proper way, right? Yeah. So that don't have that appearance and yes it's going to take longer but the outcome is going to be a lot better so you know whoever's listening to this if you're feeling that need to doing to do something extreme one realize that you're going to be miserable you're not going to be able to sustain it it's probably not going to be the dial mover that makes you look any better mm-hmm. and once you come off of it that weight that bloat all of it is going to come right back yeah. And yeah. just to clarify, just Marcy said skinny fat. If you don't know what skinny fat is, it's basically when you you look smaller, but you're also softer and kind of a bit kind of like, um, yeah. Not toned. Yeah. Not kind of any real shape. And it, that's kind of what the skinny fat um, thing is all about. Kim, every diet I've ever done um, in my 20s and 30s, I would always get to the end of it and be like, I, what the I hell is this? Wait, what, what is this? This is not what I'm supposed to look like. What's I wrong? I don't look I gotta, like the person on the magazine. Well, that what, is, what is the problem? <laughs> oh my God. I think another thing too, like about what you were saying, Marcy, is like the, the amount of pain you have to endure does not, should not be like a direct reflection of how much results you get. No, precisely. It's not. I think um, Red Bull makes their drink not taste good solely for the psychological effect that it's like it's working. It's like, oh, I have this, all of this energy. But diets, that's like the opposite. You want something that doesn't make you feel miserable. 
that you can mm-hmm. put yourself doing for life so that you feel good. Yeah, sure, it's going to take a little bit longer, but if you feel like shit for two weeks, you're going to feel like even more shit after those two weeks, and then you just spent all that money doing something you can't sustain, and you have to start over again. Yeah, and then it's going to be the same every goddamn year. It's like, that's the definition of insanity. Is doing Yes, Einstein. Yeah. And isn't that the crazy part? You do it over and over and over thinking like, okay, I just didn't do it right last time. Right. So I'm going to do it again this spring. I'm going to do it again this summer. Right. And you keep going and going. And if you just could flip that and say like, what if I tried it totally differently? Like, what if I didn't put an end date? What if it wasn't about how I look this July and this August in my bikini? What if I just kind of took this slowly and was patient with it? you would actually be able to get the result you've been trying to get by doing it fast, fast, fast for what, two, three, four, five, ten 10 years, you know? Yeah. And yeah. also feel healthier and stronger and not like, yeah. you know, miserable and weaker. And, you know, what happens is a lot of people then end up, because they don't feel beach ready in their, I put that in inverted commas, they then kind of go on holiday already with a bit of a sour taste in their mouth. And it can kind of like, you know, as we were talking about things that we've maybe missed out on, not being present because you're so concerned about the fact that you didn't reach this so-called beach body ready before you left to go on your holiday that maybe you've spent thousands and thousands of pounds or dollars on. So it's just, it's just crazy. So like if we were to try and give, you know, one piece or two pieces of actionable advice for anyone listening who is, they've got a holiday booked and they're already like having heart palpitations about the fact that it's, you know, six weeks away and they don't feel anywhere near ready. What would your tuppence worth of advice be? to try and help them maybe start to view things differently. I'll go, I'll go. Cause I just had a client come back from vacation. Oh um, yay. And I mean, I have a lot of clients on vacation right now. I don't know about you guys, but I had a client, um, she, and I just want to give a little backstory cause maybe someone out there can relate or even you guys can relate, but she, um, she had this vacation in her head for about six months and she was really excited about it also very nervous. Um, and she went into this trip with nerves and anxiety because mm-hmm. she hadn't reached the body that she wanted yet. And so we had a check-in call last week and she told me that she put so much pressure on herself to be ready for that trip that the weeks leading up to the trip, she ended up just like saying, fuck it because she didn't get, she had almost set a deadline for herself unknowingly. Yeah. Kind of discovered that her putting that pressure on herself to be perfect, be ready, quote unquote, by her vacation caused her to realize that she didn't get there. So she was like, well, I'm throwing in the towel. And she, she ate like shit. (laughs) And she didn't, didn't really get to acknowledge this until we got on the phone and we talked about what happened and why. And so I think, this kind of goes to show that if you see your vacations or if you see your travel plans or whatever as just a, a snippet or a pinpoint in the calendar, like it's almost like you're sending your coach your progress photos. It's just another day, right? Yeah. If you just treat it like that, then there's no need to get all hype and anxious around it because you end up giving power to that vacation or to that event and letting it cause you anxiety. Like it's almost like you feel like you aren't in control there. Yeah. So, just treating it like it would be another day. Sure, you might be in a different space or with different people, but that doesn't mean that all of the habits and rules that you've set out for yourself just go out the window, you know? Um, I agree more. Just treating that with the same intention for the rest of your life. Like, you want to be happy and feel good on the trip. So if you eat shit, don't exercise, don't move for the trip, you're not going to feel good. Yeah. So like keep doing the things that make you feel good no matter where you are. And I think yeah. that's a huge, huge game shift for me too. Like um, a huge, just mindset shift, mind shit yeah. set. <laughs> mindset shift your journey. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really like amazing because I think like there's kind of some people that would just say, well, just go on holiday and just throw everything out the window. Like you're on holiday, you don't need to think about anything, but actually 
that's not that's not really helping anyone at all like because at the end of the day what goes up must come down so if you've gone away and you know not done any of the things that make you feel good for a couple of weeks it's just going to be all the harder to kind of get yourself back into um the right kind of headspace and that's not to say that you can't eat and drink and relax and do all the rest of it but just maintaining some of your normal habits yeah it's a good opportunity to practice them 100 really. like it's almost like your your teacher's giving you homework and then you do it in the classroom and you get it but then when you go on to the real world can you apply it yeah if you can't apply it then you really haven't learned it and so it's an opportunity for you to prove to yourself like i can do this yeah yeah i can i can go for a walk daily when i'm on my trip or i can have veggies at most of my meals or I make sure I get protein at all my meals because I know that it's going to make me feel good. And that's what we all want is to yeah. feel good. Building trust with yourself. Kim, yeah. Marcy, what would you say? So, you know, it's, it's somewhat similar to what Sam had to say, which is just taking a deep breath and saying to yourself, my body right now is a bikini body or a bathing suit body when I put that bikini or bathing suit on it. It is completely worthy. I can go. This is what a beach body looks like because this is my body on the beach. And it might not feel like natural at first, but just reminding yourself of that, just like this is your body wearing pants, this is my body wearing a bathing suit, and I'm going to go to the beach. That doesn't mean that you can't have a goal to someday look different. I mean, you can do that, but you can go right now and just remind yourself, I'm worthy to put on a bikini. I'm worthy to put on a bathing suit. I am worthy to go on this beach. This is a bikini body. This is my body in a bikini. Love, yeah. love, love, love. Marshy? Yeah, just, you know, to look back and reflect on how much time and experiences that I missed out on worrying about my physical experience is sickening to me mm -hmm. and, and really, really sad. So I guess I would just encourage anyone who's listening, who is in that space of not feeling good enough, worrying about how they're going to look to just, you know, let it go. Like everyone else was saying, just accept that this is where you are right now. It may not be where you are forever and you can always progress from here. But even if you are not where you want to be, to just go and enjoy yourself anyways, because having experiences is what makes this life worth, will or worth living. And if you miss out on all of that because you're too consumed by what other people are thinking of you, then you're going to be missing out on a lot of really wonderful opportunities. Amen. And some beautiful times on the beach, just letting the world pass you by. Um, on the details of what Marcy just said, one yeah. last little snippet, just focus on what you can control. Exactly. Amen. You can't yeah. change your body like that. It's no. not. It's not possible, right? But what can you do? You can control how you act and how you think. And how you yeah. Feel. And also, like, do some things for yourself before you go on holiday that make you feel good. Go and get your nails and your toes. Yeah. Like, pamper yourself a little bit. Like, self-care yourself to the absolute yeah. max. Because although, like, you know, you may think that those little things don't matter, they do, because it's the little things that can make you feel good, and they remind you of, like, you know, you are worth it, and, <clears throat> like, how special you really are, and if you're feeling really outrageous, you could sit and just make yourself a little list of things that you love about you or things that you appreciate about yourself and just keep that with you um, while you're away. Just, I don't know, put it on your phone, have it as a screensaver, anything. Just so at times when you're feeling maybe a little bit icky because no one's saying like you're going to go on holiday and you're going to go from like, <clears throat> you know, not feeling at all beach confidence to just suddenly strutting down the beach. You'll, you may have times when it feels easier than others, but just to have a look at that 
little list on the days, don't have to be a little list, just your list. Um, <clears throat> on the days when maybe you are feeling a bit like, oh, and just remind yourself of what a completely awesome human being you absolutely are. And I'll send you all a pair of beach pants. <laughs> is it you like um, the magical can... pants? You know? Oh, Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo Sisters. What was it called? Yeah. Oh, um, the oh, start the of the traveling pants. Yeah. yeah. We, we could have a pair of traveling beach pants later. Yes. We could each wear them. And then we We're could launch our that. Decades of Strength merch, yes. including beach pants. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Beach pants, beach pants, beach pants. Oh my God, ladies, this has been amazing. Um, Sarah, do you have a list of things you love about yourself? Do I have a list of things I love about myself? Yeah. Do you want me to read it to you? I do, like a bedtime story. Like a bedtime story. I'll do it for you next week and I'm in Boston. Actually, we'll, 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 record, we'll record it. We'll record all of the things I, I love about me. <laughs> Okay, like, ladies, I, that could actually be a really good podcast episode. Yeah, it could. We'll all make our lists and talk to people about making their lists. It could, because yeah. I think I actually, like, on a kind of, like, serious note about that, I think people really do struggle. Number one, because they feel like, I don't know, it feels, it feels kind of a bit alien if you've, if you've never done it. Um, it's um, uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. Um, but like us, we all know like the power of actually just saying good stuff to yourself. Um, because we all, know, we all know, you've got to look at it as, you know how powerful saying bad stuff to you is. You know how bad that makes you feel. So if you flip that on its head, you can hopefully really start to see that if you just start saying nice things to yourself, like how much better you're actually going to feel. Yeah. yeah. I actually used that strategy when I was away on my vacation last week because mm. I was on the beach and I was pretty naked a lot of the time or you know, <laughs> you just, basically naked. Uh, <laughs> there with one breast hanging out. Yeah. One, <laughs> one bit if you <laughs> All the boobs hanging out. <laughs> but no, I totally did have days where I was just like, you know, just not feeling the hottest. And, yeah. um, and so I kind of used that. I actually did it rather than like, thinking about the things I loved about myself, I made a list of all the things that make me happy. Yeah, that's good. I like and that, that feel good. So I literally wrote down like walking on the beach, drinking my morning coffee, like sitting in the chair, watching the sun um, mm-hmm. set, like the tide going out. And so instead of like being in that funk, I just went and did those things. And yeah. it was crazy. Like all I did was go for a walk, drink coffee and watch the beach. And it really did transform how I felt. And sometimes you just have to do that. Yeah. Get out of your head. Like, what makes me happy? And I've been asking, actually asking myself that a lot lately. Like, what are those things that make me happy day to day? Because that's what life is. Is like all those little. Um, and it it will also shift your focus away from like what's what is wrong with your body or what is wrong wrong with me. What is wrong with my life? Like, what is? I mean, even just saying it, you can hear like how that would drag you down on a day to day basis. Yeah keep it light yeah don't take yourself so, so seriously you know like no, laugh like belly yeah. laugh How like you? i gotta i can see a booger right now can you guys see that and i just want to point i'm, g- I'm gonna try not to look i get grossed <laughs> i get grossed out easily i'm closing my eyes <laughs> oh my god any final closing statements of love or anything from you beautiful women beach pants Beach pants, beach pants are us. <laughs> My God, it's it. I'm going to, so I will listen back to this, like in when I've become more experienced at doing this and I will be cringing. <laughs> or laughing hysterically, just the same. <laughs> and you'll be wearing beach pants. I'll be wearing my beach pants going, yeah, we know where these originated from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, beautiful ladies. I will speak to you really soon. All of you beautiful people out there, we love you very much. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you. No, we won't see you. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. 
If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.